What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Lucas Fryman. This is the Double Technical Podcast, and I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Uh, if you are a fan of local teams, you did not have a fantastic weekend, but we will jump into that in just a moment. Um, again, hope everyone had a good weekend outside of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, trying to think if there's anything that I want to say. Uh, we are officially uh, switching to Anchor. I thought about switching to them a while back, um, but they are able to provide a free hosting site for us, which is great. Uh, so if you want to download an app where you can listen to all kinds of different uh, podcasts, check out anchor.com. And the great thing is, too, is, you know, we have our own page and everything. And now there is a local support if you want to support us. And um, you can donate one time or, or monthly or whatever you feel like doing. Uh, any bit helps. It helps us function. It helps keep the show going. Um, we appreciate everyone listening. That is all you need to do. If you want to go above and beyond, you can. But as long as you listen, as long as you share, that is the main goal here. And as we start the local hour, the local hour is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you also want to support us, check out SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. You're able to download that. You can buy tickets to a game, to concert, musical, anything. If they're selling tickets, they got them. They rake them 0 to 100 for you. 100 means a great deal. 0 means do not buy. Um, and then you can use code DOUBLETECHNICAL to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. So, are you ready, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk local sports. UK basketball. Um, yeah, so where do we start? They played Seton Hall in Madison Square Garden on Saturday. Uh, on Monday, I did talk about how this game uh, was going to be close. It was going to be a, a well-fought game. Seton Hall is not a team to to snuff at. You know, they we knew that they were capable of putting up a fight in this game, and the, and they really were. They played very well. The issue is we did not play up to par at all when it comes to perimeter defense. We let them shoot over 40% from behind the three, and that is ultimately what uh, what led to our undoing. Um, final score was 84 to 83 in overtime, and it, it we were lucky first off to get it into overtime. Let's talk about that. Uh, Keldon Johnson hit an amazing half-court three to send us into overtime. We should have already lost the game by giving up uh, uh, a very hard three that the Seton Hall player made. Um, and the fact that we got an overtime should have inspired this team to play very well. And instead, we just we 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 came out playing the same as we did in the second half. It uh. It's it's disheartening, it's frustrating to lose in Madison Square Garden, main stage, everybody was watching. To lose like that is tough. Um, the players don't seem to be taking it that hard, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, Cal's ready to move on like he always is. Uh, the fans seem to be lingering. I'm seeing a lot of bickering uh, amongst the fans as far as, you know... <laughs> 
people being upset, obviously, because that was a game we shouldn't have lost, but we did. And they, you know, people arguing pretty much back and forth, kind of like me and Brian do, uh, because I'm a very pessimistic person. You know, this team's bad. The, we are promised the world. Um, Cal is, is no longer good, blah, 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 blah. And then the other people fighting back with them, like, you know, shut up. Once we get to the Elite Eight, you won't be saying that. And it's just kind of toxic amongst the fan base <laughs> right now. So I, uh, I'm going to choose to look at this as a glass half full because I knew it was going to be tough. I was not overlooking Seton Hall. There was a lot of things. What, what really frustrates me is the fact that we are making the same mistakes. You know, we had a week off. You think Cal would really have hit some of those things very hard as far as our perimeter defense. That is just so lackluster. It's not even funny. And then we had uh, ourselves. We shot 25% from the three. Uh, jacking up too many threes, not getting good quality threes, and that that is important. And then another kind of glaring thing is how um, there was no um, – gosh, I cannot think. I'm sorry. There was no <laughs> bench play um, out of our team. It was bad. And um, you you have to have – competence coming off the bench and being able to contribute and when I think our highest scorer was only 10 points off the bench and everyone else was only like in one or three points that that's not a successful setup it cannot be coming from the starting five all out we have to have good bench play while our starters are resting and when we can't rely on that that hurts our system and you know and and that just limits us from succeeding so that's that's really all that I can break down obviously we know Michael McCarty will come with the facts on this hopefully I can get him on here to talk about it um it's just it's frustrating but it's fine we can move on we can get through this guys let's just let's just try to be positive the SEC, though, is going to be a big problem as Tennessee took down Gonzaga today. So, yikes. Uh, I say today. It's technically Monday. I'm filming this at, or filming, recording at like 1 o'clock in the morning. But anyways, back to other teams, local NKU. Um, Phil, I don't think I should have ever started talking about them. I, I love talking about them. It actually kind of makes me excited every time, but I have been just a curse. They have been uh, dropping games left and right since I started talking about them. Uh, they ended up losing Saturday 76-74 to to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Drew McDonald had another great game, 23-6-5. Sharp and Robinson did what they usually do, contributing uh, double digits, but the the thing was is they were taking bad threes. Um, EKU did not shoot good, but they shot just as bad. I think they were 20% from three. And then um, turnovers. They had 14 turnovers. You cannot win a game like that, especially a close game. If they would have taken some better threes and took, and took care of the ball better, this game could have obviously went differently on account of they lost by two points. So 
it's frustrating, um, but it's one of those things that you can take from this. You can learn two losses in a week. That's kind of hard, but they do, you know, have some time off. They play uh, Miami, Ohio next Sunday or this coming Sunday, um, and hopefully they can get back on the right track. And I don't know if I mentioned it, but UK plays Utah this Saturday, so that's their next game. So, NKU, let's get back on track. We're still 8-2. Um, that, that's good for a 10-game stretch. Let's just get another good 10-game t- stretch going. Now, on to the Bengals. Obviously, the Bengals lost, and that was what I was expecting. Um, it was closer, though, than I originally expected. There were some really, really good moments that I liked from the defense. Some great stands. Um, the Chargers weren't playing the best, but the fact that we were able to be formidable in some of the key situations is its important. Um, we, we weren't letting them be successful on third down, which that's been our biggest problem. We kept them out of the red zone for most of the game. And just, I don't know. Overall, it was a decent game. We we had a chance. We had the ball late. But obviously, I had no expectations of us winning the game with Driscoll behind center. Um, he has not played bad, but he hasn't played great either. Um, we were in the game thanks to the great play by Joe Mixon. Uh, he was just running and catching and doing everything for us, and that was very pertinent. Uh, Driscoll did make some good throws to keep this game close. I also think that he should have had that touchdown. Uh, that uh, uh, that was questionable. Uh, I do not think that he was giving himself up. I think he was more diving. So that one, that uh, yeah, yeah, that one's a little eh. But what can you do? You roll with it. We still had another chance to get a touchdown, and we didn't get it, and so we had to kick a field goal. But it's just a little frustrating. Um, in the scheme of things, it really didn't matter. But who knows? It might have changed a little bit of the momentum. But sad thing is, is at the end of the day, we are now last in the division. The, the Cincinnati Bengals, who were at the top of the division after five weeks, are now in week 12 or week 13, whatever this week is, in the bottom at 5 and 8. <sighs> Man, that sucks. It's it's hard to be a Bengals fan, but I don't know. We we just, I don't know, guys. Can Can y'all help me? Can you please utilize the phone line a little bit more and just give me some of your thoughts about the Bengals and things that we should do? Um, remember 513-788-1490. You can call, leave your opinion. Uh, you can text if you don't want to call, um, whatever you choose to do, but we just, I just need someone to talk to about this because this is rough and I need someone to talk about this pain. (laughs) My shrink is tired of listening to me guys. Um, but yeah, that is uh that's pretty much everything local. Man, there's there's not too much to talk about right now with when you're coming off two losses for UK and NKU. I don't want to, you know, bash them or kind of ream them. This is very early in the year. They're still both off to a very good start. Obviously, I'd like UK to be a little bit better 
But what can you do? They're young. They're fresh out of high school. These are still kids we're talking about. The Bengals, like I said, I've, I've, I've kind of lost hope. It's been very hard to watch. I struggled to even watch the game to be 100% honest with everybody. Uh, I did, though. That way I could talk about it. But I, I just found myself struggling to turn the game to CPS. Instead, I was wanting to watch Fox and see the Eagles almost beat the Cowboys, which that would have been great. Um, which we're going to talk about the NFL and a little bit about uh, NCAA in the next segment. Uh, your boy went 4-9. I can go ahead and preview that. So, uh, good thing that was for entertainment purposes only because I did not even go 500. Man, it was a rough week. But we're going to talk about all the crazy, exciting things that happened. So, that is it for the local hour. What I'm going to do is take a quick break like I always do. And then we'll come back. But in case you forgot, please go to DoubleTechnicalPodcast.com. Check out the blog post there by Michael McCarty. Um, check out all of our different social medias. We'd love for you to uh, join. And uh, please call 513-788-1490 and join the show any Monday or Friday. We'd love to have you. So this is Double Technical Podcast. This is Lucas Freiman. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back, everyone, to the Double Technical Podcast. So, uh, let's talk college football very, very briefly. Um, Kyler Murray from Oklahoma, the quarterback for Oklahoma Sooners, uh, won the Heisman on Friday night, uh, Saturday, something like that. I don't, I can't remember which. Um, kind of surprised. I thought Tua would have won it from Alabama, um, but both of them were very good candidates. Um, definitely both deserving of that award. So, uh, not too much in my opinion to talk about there. Uh, but you know, we are a local show or not a local show, but we are a sports show. So we obviously have to talk about it. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's all I really want to touch on there. Now to the NFL, the thing that I am very excited to talk about again your boy went four of nine. I really hope you did not use my entertainment porpoises only picks. Um, if you did, RIP, I told you not to. It's for entertainment. What are you doing with that? It's illegal to game in Kentucky. Anyways, <sighs> let's, let's break down each one of these games because, boy, is there a lot to talk about. So, Jets versus the Bills. I had the Bills winning. I really thought they would with how bad the Jets have been playing. Uh, Josh Allen, though, threw two interceptions, Sam Darnold, uh, one TD, one INC. Um, and really it was a close scoring game until the very end. Um, and Sam Darnold was able to help the Jets pull it out. So they had a 14 point fourth quarter and that was enough to do it. Um, they were able to get the game winning, uh, touchdown with a minute 17 left. Uh, and boy, that, that game was just all over the place. And, um, obviously it doesn't matter. Both teams are four and nine after that, but I really thought the bills were able, going to be able to get that On to the next game. The game that I correctly predicted was that the giants would beat the Redskins, but I did not think that it was going to be this gruesome. Uh, the jets were able or jets, the giants were able to beat 
the Washington Redskins 40-16. Eli Manning, three touchdowns. Uh, Saquon Barkley, one touchdown, 170 yards running. Um, already has surpassed 1,000 yards for the season. And it was it was just bad for the poor, poor Redskins. Not only did they lose Colt last week, but, you know, Mark Sanchez is your quarterback, and nobody wants Mark Sanchez as their quarterback. So eventually, uh, I believe in the third quarter, they decided to bench him after he went 6 of 14, 38 yards, two INTs. Uh, they benched him for um, Mr. Josh Johnson. If anybody remembers him, he was on the Bengals for a brief stint. Uh, he threw 195 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Um, but that is just, man, that was just a, a complete demolishment. And it's kind of interesting that the Giants are en route to finish 8-8. Eight and eight, And with how their division's going, they could potentially, and just that conference as a whole, I should say, they could potentially find themselves in the hunt for a playoff spot. That is what's crazy to think. Um. So that's uh, I'm one and one so far. Uh, now I'm two and one as I'm going to talk about the Saints. The Saints won 28 to 14. I picked the Saints to win, uh, and they covered the spread. Drew Brees had another funky kind of game. He had uh, one touchdown, one interception, only 200 yards. Jameis Winston had uh, 213 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Um, Mark Ingram had a pretty good game, 52 yards, one touchdown. Kamara was not really a factor in this game. Uh, and it was all uh, it was all Buccaneers to start, and then the second half just became the Saints, and they completely dominated um, and have officially um, secured the um, NFC North so or South or whatever their division is. I cannot remember. Either way, they have clinched a playoff berth, and they actually are now in first for home field advantage after the Rams lost, which I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, the bad beats for the day, my lord, uh, had New England winning against Miami, and <sighs> they would have covered the spread if it weren't for that last-second touchdown that actually lost them the entire freaking game. Uh, Kenyon Drake, who I have in fantasy, but it doesn't matter because my team is horrible, uh, had a 52-yard touchdown catch on a double lateral in the final play to beat New England. New England never beats Tom Brady. Tom Brady always beats them up. He had a great game. 358 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers, no mistakes made. Gronk had a huge game, 107 yards, one touchdown. But what ultimately did it was the fact that, A, Kenyon Drake did that, even though he wasn't even the favorited rusher for the game. Frank Gore had the most rushing yards. But Ryan Tannehill, man, 265, three touchdown. Kenny Stills, 135, one touchdown. They stuck with them, and that was ultimately enough that when it came down to it, you know, with the, you know, uh, the last second, the, the thing that never works, those stupid lateral plays never freaking work. And this time it did. And uh, Bill Belichick's getting quite a bit of heat because part of the reason why it worked was uh, at the end of games, anytime there's a Hail Mary sort of instance, he likes to throw Gronk out there as the free safety. So obviously he can, he's huge, he's big, he can jump up, he can usually snag and intercept those um, Hail Mary throws. 
In this case, it proved to be more of a hindrance, if that's the right way of saying it, uh, than beneficiary because they threw it short. They had a really good lateral. lateral, uh, And it was funny because you see Kenyon Drake think about lateraling it and then realizing, oh, there's Gronk back there. I'm going to go right now. And that's what he did. And Gronk, you know, he's not a tackler. He's not a defender. And he's not the quickest man. He just stumbled. (laughs) He tried to shift his feet and get in front. And he just started tripping up and had no chance on stopping Drake. And that was that was when it was GG, man. It I could not believe that that happened. Uh, It doesn't completely hurt the Patriots. Obviously, they're still in the lead in the division. They're still going to win it. They're still going to be in the playoffs. Um, But this does hurt any chance that they are really wanting to have at trying to get that number one seed to get a bye that they've had for multiple years now. So, crazy game. That stuff never happens, and it did uh, yesterday, and it was just so much fun to watch. Another really crazy game, and this would have helped to the Patriots if they won. Um, but uh, the Chiefs were able to survive. Ravens, man, putting on a show they were trying. Lamar Jackson was trying his heart out. Uh, the Chiefs went into overtime um, against Baltimore Ravens. They ended up winning 27-24. to um, Lamar Jackson had two touchdowns, 147 yards. Patrick Mahomes had two touchdowns, one interception. Um, It just, uh, people were struggling to score, and then um, fourth quarter happened. Both scored to keep their chances alive. And then, you know, they, they were struggling. Both teams were struggling in the overtime, but the Chiefs were able to get a field goal and Lamar Jackson tried to lead the Ravens down to try to keep, you know, this game to a potential tie. Um, but instead, they ended up coming up short. Which that would have been a huge game for the Ravens that they won because of something that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, the Colts, this game, I completely was wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I thought it was a wrap. Houston was going to get their 10th win in a row. There's no way that this streak is going to be snapped. They are looking so good. And Andrew Luck snapped it. Andrew Luck threw 399, two touchdowns, one INT. Deshaun went 267, one TD. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, man, nine catches, 199. (laughs) It was just ridiculous. The Colts were leading uh, big time going into half, uh, 17-7. Uh, then it looked like they the the Texans were trying to come back. They scored a touchdown to make it 24-21 with about 237 left, and they just were not able to stop the Colts in time to give them a chance to get the ball the ball back and win the game. Uh man. I I was just so surprised by this, to be hundred percent honest. I I really thought this was going to be an easy game for the Texans, which is how they've been playing. And very odd that the Colts would bounce back after having a 0-6 to loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are looking more and more like the worst team in the NFL somehow. Um, it's just one of those weird games that all you can say is football. It's just football, man. It makes no sense, but it happened. A game that I did get right in picking, the Cleveland Browns ended up beating the Carolina Panthers. Um, 
this is what knocked us down to last in our division. Uh, 26 to 20. Baker Mayfield, 238, one touchdown. Cam Newton, 265, one interception, no touchdowns. Uh, Christian McGaffrey has been trying to carry this team, but Cam needs to do more. I just cannot believe how much he is being render, rendered ineffective. And there, there's got to be something done with this organization and with Cam because this man is supposed to be really talented, and we've seen him at his peak, but has he really peaked like already, like is he already on the downward spiral? Uh, downward spiral, and that's just something that it's just weird to see. You know, you you don't expect to see Cam Newton get outplayed by a rookie Baker Mayfield. Um, that's just something that the Carolina organization needs to touch on because they were looking great to start, like the Bengals, and now they have just just went off a cliff. It's outrageous. A game I was completely wrong in. Uh, <laughs> completely wrong. The Green Bay Packers beat the Falcons 34 to 20. Matt Ryan went 262, three touchdowns, one INT. Aaron Rodgers 196, two touchdowns. Um, yeah. Uh, I I was really surprised because I just did not think that Green Bay would just bounce back like that. I thought this the that the firing of Mike McCarthy would be a little tumultuous. If I even said that right, I don't know. I like to use big words that I don't understand. Um, and yeah, it just, I, again, I'm dumbfounded by how good this Atlanta Hawks team should be. And yet they're four and nine and, uh, the Packers kind of keep any sort of hope alive for themselves, um, with this division, but, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers though looking great. He set an NFL record for, uh, interception free start to a season um and he's just playing lights out uh broncos another game i had completely wrong somehow after playing so freaking well lost to the san francisco 49ers the worst team in football 20 to 14 um case keenum 186 one touchdown uh mullins went 332 two touchdowns one int um the sad part is, is it was 20 to nil at halftime. San Francisco did nothing in the second half, but the Broncos were just not able to get anything going to complete the game. And it's, it was ultimately very disappointing. Uh, I really, I really thought the Broncos were going to be able to take care of that business. And I think that officially kind of sealed them away as far as their playoff chances. Um, the game that I, another game I picked wrong, I really thought the Eagles would come up big and be able to take down the Dallas Cowboys, but come overtime Cowboys capitalized 29 to 23 over Philadelphia, Amari Cooper, someone I do have on my fantasy team went off. Carson Wentz had a great game, 228, three touchdowns, but Dak Prescott had an even better game, 455, three touchdowns, two INTs. That's not great. Um, but Amari Cooper, 10 catches, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. What a freaking stat line. It was a crazy fourth quarter uh, to get into overtime. Uh, Derek Sproles had to have a last-minute touchdown. <sighs> but Amari Cooper, man, was just too much to overcome and ruined my pick and ruined what I thought would happen with this division. I thought it would honestly be very, very wide open for all these teams after the Eagles took down the Cowboys. But now the Cowboys have officially solidified 
their place at the top of that division. And so that they're they're probably going to end up locking their playoff berth here soon. Now it's just who's going to fall in line behind them. I, it's not going to be the Redskins. I don't think it's going to be the Giants, but the Giants now have a possibility because of this with the Eagles. So it's going to be interesting. A game I did get right, Lions uh, beat the Arizona Cardinals 17-3. to um, Really strange, though, that they were able to beat them with Matt Stafford only throwing 100 yards, but it happened. I'm just going to move on from that. The game that everyone got to laugh at, the 2-10 and Oakland Raiders were able to beat the Steelers, guys, 24-21. to Holy crap. I... I just cannot believe it. This AFC North division that looked like impenetrable at first with the Bengals, Ravens, and the Steelers all looking really good and giving each other gut punches, they've now all fallen apart. And if the Ravens would have won today, they would have been put into the leaders of the division. That's why I said earlier that that was a very big and hurtful loss to their playoff chances because they need to get ahead of the Steelers to secure a berth because... Some of the AFC teams, man, are setting up. They're they're still in right now in the wild card, but you always want to lock it up. I just cannot believe that uh, the Steelers kicker, I forget his name, but he just slipped, man. Uh, Boswell, there we go. I remembered it. He just slipped when he was trying to go for the game time field goal, and that was it. It was GG. And the Oakland Raiders somehow pulled off. They were 10-point dogs and I I took I took the Steelers man and that was a wrong freaking pick um and then the game that I was talking about why the Saints have now moved up into first overall is the Rams Sunday night football man dropped a game to the Chicago Bears Bears won 15 to 6 uh Rams were just useless man Jared Goff 180 yards four interceptions Todd Gurley 11 carries 28 yards uh, and on the other side, Mitchell Trubisky had one touchdown, 110 yards, three t- uh, interceptions. So nobody played great. But the thing that changed everything is the L.A. defense is good, but they're not great. And it's more and more looking like the Bears have the best defense in the NFL. They are 9-0 and when they keep their opponents under 24 points. And that's mainly because they cannot score. So they, the, the Bears, man, have a potential to, to bring defensive back to the forefront. And, of course, it would be the Bears because of their historical history. Uh, it, it's just, it, I, it was not the game that I was expecting. Um, but I'm also not upset about it. I, uh, I definitely like the idea of the Bears being competent in defense in a time where we think that, um, you know, it, it's been an offensive-powered league. So we're just going to have to wait and find out, but it'll definitely, definitely be an interesting time to watch in the NFL. <sighs> Man, crazy, crazy Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen. But we still have uh, the Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night. I still have the Seahawks picked to win that game with how Russell Wilson's been playing. 
and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So that is everything from the super uber duper crazy NFL weekend. Man, this shaped up and changed a lot of people's uh, destinies. Man, this this was a very very damning um, sort of weekend for a lot of these teams who were on the bubble. Uh, teams you expected to win. Uh, many of the top four teams in the conferences lost. Um, so the teams were able to make up some ground today, and a lot of them were not able to capitalize the way they should have. So we're getting down to it. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun to watch. I cannot wait to see what happens uh, tomorrow night, and then we'll be able to talk about it more. Or, well, I mean tonight. Sorry. Again, <laughs> I'm a little confused on what day it is. Um, and then we'll be able to talk about that on Friday and all the games to come. So, as always, I hope everyone has a fantastic Monday. Uh, enjoy your day, guys. Have a great week. Um, and I will be looking forward to talking with y'all on Friday. So, take care. This is Double Technical Podcast. And this is Lucas Friedman. Peace out. Peace out.